It's the Breakcast, Breakcast, the PopBreak.com. Breakcast, Breakcast, listen to the show, because you're in for the PopBreak.com. Breakcast, Breakcast, oh Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Breakcast. My name is Bill Bodkin, Editor-in-Chief of PopBreak.com. I am here, as always, with my good buddy, Dan Cohen, and we are here. It is the evening of July 16th, 2016, and we are here to talk about one of the most controversial movies that I can remember in a very long time. Well, hold on a second. We already, did a, we already is... did a Batman versus Superman podcast. I'm a little confused. Oh, this is bigger than that, my friend. This had no, all sorts you. of yeah, all sorts of aspects and elements that we'll be getting into. I am talking about Ghostbusters, the uh, the movie directed by Paul Feig, Feige, Feige. Written. I don't. I think it's Fag. I, I don't know that for sure. We're just. I don't know. Let's just go with that. Fag. Who, by the way, I saw as an actor, and now I have to look it up. In the oh, in the most random movie, like I was like updating a pop break. Uh, sorry, total aside, guys. He is not just a director. He is an actor, and I think he was in that thing you do. And I've yeah, he, he's popped up. I was actually IMDBing him before we started. He he has popped up in a lot of like weird random roles. Apparently in Knocked Up, he's the fantasy baseball guy. So no, no, he's, yes, he's uh yeah. When he says he drafted I've never seen Knocked Up. So oh, um, you know, I know we all have our opinions on um, the the workings of that director, but that's actually a pretty that's a pretty good movie. Uh, um, I hear it's it's on my list. So I'm gonna just, hold on. I'm just, now I have to check because I'm. Just, oh yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. So he's been in Roseanne. He's but yep, the thing you do, my fellow Americans, so much stuff. Anyway, Ghostbusters. It has been yes. sur- like Batman v Superman, but bigger. Surrounded in controversy, and Dan and I both saw the movie this week. And this is the second movie I've only seen in 2016. So I was very happy to go to the movies for once. Um, so Dan, I'm gonna kick it over to you. You've had a lot of strong opinions on this movie. We've been talking about this movie since. Gosh, I feel like we've been forever. talking about this movie since the beginning of time. We I have. really. It was man, like the monk. It was like the monkeys in two thousand one: A Space Odyssey throwing the bone in the air. The next scene is us talking about Ghostbusters. Stanley Cooper I, predicted yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually that was actually little known fact. It was actually a deleted scene from two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Would have made um, that movie fact, good. In fact, us talking about Ghostbusters probably would have been more interesting than that movie. Oh, okay. I we're agree. Not, I don't even not, like that We're not movie here to do a 2001 podcast, though. Maybe we can do that down the road. It would be a five-minute podcast of us both saying, we don't like this movie. Move on. Yawn. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Ghostbusters. It's here. Finally. Dan, your thoughts. Well, okay. I mean, as we were just talking about, it's – okay. It it's it has been an emotional roller coaster ride with this movie for me personally. And I'll look, I'll just say it. I I for years did want to see a Ghostbusters three, even though I know it probably wouldn't have been that great. I, I did want to see one more ride with the original cast. Um but you know, when Harold Ramis unfortunately passed away, that, you know, Ghostbusters three basically died with him. 
Um, and so, look, then they went right to the reboot, which I expected. And I was just like, fine, whatever. You know, we'll see what it is. So then the cast and the director got announced. Now, I was initially very intrigued with the cast. And actually, you know, I thought it was really interesting and kind of excited about it. But where I really lost my top was I was not a fan of the director, uh, Paul Feig, because I'm not – I'm not a big fan of Bridesmaids. I'm sorry. I just – I know everyone loves it. I'm not a fan. I think it's very obnoxious, not a fan. But then I saw Spy, as we've talked about at nauseum on previous podcasts, and that was the one that really endeared me to his comedic action directing style. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I can see this. Ghostbusters is going to be really good. Then the trailers happened. The trailers are what they are. They're really, really bad. I, there was no – look, I mean we'll get into all the hoopla and the controversy about this movie, but the trailers aren't very good. And so that kind of – I was very downtrodden about that. But well, let me just say this. I When I walked into this movie, saw it on Thursday night, I, I, I can't remember a time when I went in more open-minded, a lot of positivity. OK, I, you know, I had a nice pepperoni pizza before the movie. Ooh, I was in a nice. good mood. The weekend was coming up, all right, so I was very happy, all smiles. I really, I really wanted to love this movie. I really wanted to like it. I didn't want to walk out feeling like the negative Nelly and ranting and raving. Um, but unfortunately, and I, I knew from the first sequence, I, it just, I wasn't buying the whole stick with the tour guide, and that whole opening sequence fell really flat to me. And I kind of knew. I knew, like, oh, this is this is what it's going to be. It's going to be pretty hackneyed and flat and lazy. And from there, I just I just wasn't loving it. And from the first, all right, I was kind of I was kind of with it with the first in, with the first half hour. It was okay, but by the second half, I was just really bored. And why I don't like this movie really boils down to this: is that I just didn't find it all that funny. I got chuckles here and there. But a lot of the jokes and the humor, it wasn't natural. It was very, very set up type jokes. The whole thing, there's this whole long running gag with, you know, Melissa McCarthy's character ordering Chinese food with, you know, not getting enough wontons and that didn't work for me. And then you have that whole scene in the mayor's office, which is just drawn out beyond belief in that whole the cats out of the bag joke. Um is just drawn is really drawn out and goes on forever and that's what kind of humor we were looking at and so with the cat now with the cast i liked the cast a lot and in fact the cast really saves this movie from being horrible they're all very likable characters they all have really good chemistry but they didn't get a lot of great material to work with uh in particular quit Kristen wig and leslie jones they got scrap metal and a lot of the stuff with Kristen Wiig's character was just this really kind of awkward, not funny material. But she was really trying to be a good sport. I mean, she was trying. She she was really trying her hardest to make this stuff funny, and it just wasn't working for me. Leslie Jones, I don't know what the hell happened because I know – I've seen her be funny. I thought she was really hilarious in that Oscar bit she did with the Revenant, like being, you know, with the bear, you know, yeah, replacing the bear awesome. with her. That was really funny. So I know Leslie Jones can be funny. But they gave her the most cliched lines you can ever imagine, and her character just basically devolved into her just yelling things. Um, you know, Melissa McCarthy, I actually – I had kind of an epiphany about this over the weekend on why I don't think Melissa McCarthy and Paul Feig in particular worked for this movie. I'll get into that later. 
but of course, the one character who really saves this film is Kate McKinnon. She is hilarious. Her character is she just brings so much great spirit and a really good energy to that movie. Just this oddball character. And, you know, it was good writing. That was like one of the few characters actually had good writing. But Kate McKinnon, it's a tough role to play, but she really nailed it. And she was great. Um, Andy Garcia was in this movie for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, the villain, there's way too much focus on the villain who is horrible. I can totally uninteresting, you know, the typical, oh, you know, nobody liked me growing up. Uh, I was bullied a lot and, you know, now I'm all angry and it just really, I mean, it's something that could work, but it was totally underwritten. I don't care. Uh, way too much focus on him. Uh, and look, I'll do, okay. So then let's get to Chris Hemsworth, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I made a big stink about this that I thought, I thought Chris Hemsworth was going to be a total train wreck in this thing okay now he was all right i think i think he was passable i have a feeling i already i don't know how bill feels about the movie yet by the way oh. uh, i have a feeling you're gonna like i have a feeling you probably like chris hemsworth a lot more than i did but oh like, really wait wait hold up cool let's qualify okay. this do you mean in like general or like oh sorry i'm plugging my computer like i just think you're like in I think general I think you were I think you're going to end up finding him a lot funnier than I did whereas I think he was passable. You know, you'll get to Chris Hemsworth in your in your remarks here but cuz that's the one thing I'm seeing online is it like oh Chris Hemsworth knocked out of the park. He was fine. I you know what really frustrates me about that though is like Kate McKinnon, he was one of the few actors who actually got some pretty damn good material to work with but he did okay with it whereas I've said this a million times but if you had Channing Tatum in this role, it could have done wonders for this film. But I think here's the thing. I, I gave this movie a five out of ten in my review. And for me, that falls in between that kind of wasteland of forgettability. It's not bad, but it's also falls short of just being OK. It's in between there. It's a fourth string wide I, receiver. Yeah, yeah, I, I would probably, I, I'd say that's probably a good comparison. And but for me, I it comes down to this: I could have been convinced to give this movie a higher ranking to like a six, maybe even higher, if it weren't for two elements to this movie that really set me off. Number one is anytime this film made a reference or a throwback to the original movie, it was cringeworthy as hell. I, I, I any time the cameos were horrible. Bill Murray's cameo was utterly atrocious. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd, you want to talk about a forced cameo? Holy matzo balls! I mean, uh. he was he was forced into this movie. I, this was like a four hundred pound fat man trying to force himself into like you know size thirty two jeans. Here, I mean, it was not working. He basically just drives his cab up. He's like, blah, 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 ghost, uh, you know, and afraid of no ghost. And then he just drives off. You know, anytime there was just this oh, really spoiler alert, uh, there's we're going to talk about this movie in depth. Forgot yeah, to throw yeah, that we, we, yeah we, we can put that. We can put that on the post. It, I mean, it goes without saying we're spoiling. The, all right, it's a Ghostbusters podcast for crying out loud. All right, we're spoiling. So, look, yeah, the, the cameos sucked. And I just cringed anytime they made a hackneyed half-ass reference to the old film because here's the thing all the people who are saying like oh dan get over yourself it's this ghostbuster this movie is going to be its own thing all right it's not going to be the original get over it and i can go along with that that's fine but then why is the ghostbuster symbol looking exactly 
exactly the same? Why does the Ecto-1 look exactly the same? Why are they constantly throwing out lines of dialogue from the old film? Okay, if you're going to make your own Ghostbusters, make your own Ghostbusters. The second thing that really set me off about this movie is sort of the meta-ness of it all and the talking to the audience aspect where the YouTube scene. Oh, you know, don't, uh, why are you reading angry YouTube commenters? They don't mean anything. Oh, get it? Because this movie's been met with a lot of disdain and vitriol, so they're calling that out. I can't stand stuff like that. It happened in the John Favreau movie Chef where he goes out and complains to the to the food critic. Oh, but what is he really doing? He's really complaining to all the critics and fans who gave him a hard time about Iron Man 2 and Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh, boo-hoo. Poor John Favreau. He gets paid he gets paid millions and millions of dollars to direct movies. Oh, you can't take criticism. Boo-hoo. So that those were the two elements that set me off to no end, and I probably would have liked this movie a lot more if it weren't because of that, because I did buy the chemistry between the characters. I just wish that they had better material. This was really low level material that these actresses elevated to, to make this movie passable, which I, I think is what this movie is. It's passable. And look, you know, we'll, we're going to get to it, but there's obviously a lot of controversy surrounding this film. I didn't particularly love it, but when I watched the movie, I can definitely see why it's getting, you know, good reviews. I can see it. I do think though, and we're just, you know, we're going to put the honesty caps on tonight here. And I guess for me, it would be an honesty yummica. But I'm sorry. There is a lot of people who I felt like, you know, went into this movie with an agenda. And no matter what, even if the movie was horrible, they were going to come out loving it. Because I think we got to a point here with the trailers where they were so bad and it was met with so much negativity and disdain that it reached a point where. You had a lot of critics and other fans saying, you know what, I'm going to like this movie no matter what. I'm sick of hearing about this crap. We'll talk about that later, but I'll just end it with this. You know, Bill, as you said, we talked about this movie at nauseum in the past, and you've had the point all along of we don't need another Ghostbusters movie, and that's how I felt. And yes, I understand it's its own thing. When I reviewed the film, I I judged it as its own movie, but at the end of the day, I'm sorry, it holds the name Ghostbusters. I'm going to compare it to Ghostbusters. There's no way around it. And when I see the name Ghostbusters, I expect a higher quality of film. You know, this isn't this isn't central intelligence, all right? And this was better than that, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to do a Ghostbusters movie, I'm going to hold you at a higher standard. It wasn't bad. It was passable. But at the same time, when I look at this movie, I just say to myself, can't we just stick with the – like, we don't need this. You know, take your kids to see the original. So look, was it horrible? Absolutely not. It's not horrible. There was definitely some good elements like Kate McKinnon that I liked a lot. There were some good jokes. Um, just didn't laugh out loud a lot of times. And that's it. It's just for me, it's just, you know, I'm not, I'm not angry about it, but it's just pointless to me and, and pretty forgettable. Bill, I'm going to predict, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm going to, I'm probably going to say that you liked it a little more than I did, but maybe not by that much, but go ahead. Your thoughts, Ghostbusters. Hey, Dan. Um, so remember that, remember that time we did a podcast about, uh, Captain America? I do. Yeah, it was a, it was a very, it was a very good podcast, very lively debate. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, it's kind of going to be like a sequel. Um. Oh boy, here here we go. Rub those hands together. Um, now I went to, I went into Ghostbusters, um, you know, I'll, 
I'll preface my thoughts on Ghostbusters. I've been saying, do we really need another Ghostbusters film? Uh, when I heard the cast was announced, uh, you know, I've been reading about a new Ghostbusters film, I felt like, for the last 20 years, you know, through various, like, entertainment publications, you know, Chris Rock, David Spade, and Chris Farley were attached to it. Um, you know, then it was Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Will Ferrell, and one of the Wilson brothers. And then I actually have a friend who's a screenwriter. She was one of the screenwriters on the movie, uh, the Forest. She's uh, working with Christopher Nolan on some stuff right now. Nice. Yeah, she's super stoked. She was actually, they actually was in one of these groups that was like, oh, hey, who would be a good Ghostbusters? And the names being pitched around at that time were Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jay Baruchel, and Jonah Hill. So what they were trying to do was trying to get all of these clicks. Oh, who's the hot click? Let's put them in together. So when they announced the cast, I was like, I had two thoughts. I was like, okay, they're going for, they're not going for a click, really, unless you count Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy being in Bridesmaids together. And I also thought it was a bit of a publicity stunt. Uh, It's just like, oh, it's an all-female Ghostbusters that I thought it was like, okay, they're not even, like, the script is going to be mailed in. And they're just like, we're banking on all-female Ghostbusters, and that's it. And then as as time grew on, you know, I wasn't one of these people. I was just always like, oh, why do we need this? I mean, like, you have really talented people. Why are you just recycling stuff for the sake of, you know, a buck? And, um, you know, and I saw the initial trailers, and I thought the first one was horrible and marketed terribly. The second one was slightly better, and then, you know what, over the past few months, they're having kind of smaller trailers that have been running on television. I'm like, you know what, I said, this isn't that bad. I said, this is actually getting, I'm actually getting a point of what this movie's supposed to be. I'm seeing some jokes. My wife's a big Melissa McCarthy fan, and so I was like, okay, I'll go see it. So I went in, my expectations were all I want to be, I said to my wife, I said, I just want to be entertained. That's all I want. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not asking for the world here. And you know, point blank, point blank. You know, I've watched both Ghostbusters movies the day before. They're on AMC. They're probably still running on AMC right now. Um, they were not the most important movies in my life. I like them. I think they're very funny. Um, I like this film. I really do. Do I love this film? No, I don't love this film. Did I laugh? I did laugh. I laughed quite often at this film. Did I think there was some actually some scary jump cut moments? I think there was. Do I think the uh, there was very good action in this movie? I, I actually do think there was very good action in this movie. I thought the effects work was was quite commendable in certain aspects and certain parts. Uh, would I recommend people, you know, going to see this movie? I absolutely would recommend people going into this movie, check it out, and forming their own opinions on it. I thought this was, you know, Dan, you gave it a five. I'd say this is maybe a seven and a half, eight for me. Um, oh. did, did I think there was issues with this movie? Oh my gosh, there were issues with this movie. Uh, the pace, I thought the pacing in the first half of the movie was very stilted. Uh, it was very weird. It was very awkward. Uh, but I felt it really found its groove midway through the movie. Did I think that Kristen Wiig's character was under underwritten? Oh yeah, it was definitely underwritten. They could have done so much more with her. Did I think they really detoothed Melissa McCarthy in certain scenes? Oh, absolutely. 
did I think they actually wrote any lines for Kate McKinnon? I, I am not convinced anyone wrote lines for her. I am convinced she just made up everything on her own. That's how good it was. Um, I liked the story a lot. Uh, I felt, like I said, the chemistry for me was great. Um, I loved the camaraderie of it. It reminded me of the original movie. Um, and I thought it was funny. I had a lot of laughs at this movie. You, you mentioned the beginning of the movie with Zach Woods in his, uh, his, you know, his opening spiel. I mean, I, I have to say I popped pretty loudly when, uh, he said the, the owner of the house had his, uh, anti-Irish, uh, defense system. I know, system. everyone is loving that joke. Well, being, I, I, hey, listen, I, I'm Irish, I can pop for that joke. Um, and, uh, and I, um, it was just something about this movie that maybe I just had such low expectations going in that it blew it away. But I, I just, it was just one of those movies to me that was just fun. It was just fun. It was entertaining. Did it change my comedic world? Did it rock me to the core of my soul? No. Did it surprise me and make me laugh and fall off my seat like Spy did? Which is probably one of my favorite movies from last year. It Great did, movie. It didn't. It didn't. No, I mean, Spy, I could still watch that movie and laugh, especially the one scene where uh, she talks about Cagney and Lacey and meeting him in the middle and playing his heart like an accordion. It's it's, it's, amazing. it's an amazing line. I'm cleaning it up for the podcast, obviously. Um, but this movie to me was just so much fun. And I see all the, the problems you say with it, but I also just feel like this movie was just good. I just liked it a lot. It gave me a good feeling when I left. Um, were there parts where I groaned? Oh, absolutely. The YouTube comment thing was dumb. The, um, oh, there was a, gosh, there was a, a couple other lines that were in there that I was just like, what the, I actually said, audibly said in my life, I'm like, I wasn't even necessary. That was, that was so stupid. Um, did I like some of the cameos? Sure, I thought Annie Potts. I thought that was probably the best cameo of all of them. Uh, I have an issue with that one, but yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth. We 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 talked about him. Did I love Chris Hemsworth? Um, this is probably the best thing Chris Hemsworth has ever done. Uh, I have never been a fan. It's probably of not. Probably not far. Well, no, I would say the first five minutes of Star Trek is probably the best thing he's ever done in his career. Uh, it was yeah okay. I mean, everyone makes a big deal out of that. I don't. Um, I thought this, he he he. I have to commend him for going into a role and showing his ass and like playing. Can you just, the, can you, no, Channing can you Tatum. Just the, Channing Tatum yes. would have been. He would have been perfect in that. role. Thank you. That's all I'm asking. No, no, no. Oh, totally agree with that. But Chris Hemsworth dove headfirst into this role, and he had some great lines. Uh, I mean, which one makes me more look more like a doctor? With the, the the shirtless saxophone pictures, that was pretty funny. Oh no, that was good. That was I, good. I, I, and he bought it, and he sold he sold the idiocy, and that was great. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I see all your issues with it, and maybe this won't make for a great podcast. But like, yeah, this movie to me was this is that fun movie that you're looking for. I mean, to me, it's not a check your brain at the door type uh, type deal. But to me, it was just it was just damn good fun. I think you know what's interesting. I think we actually feel pretty similar about this movie. Here's the problem, though. I think you're more forgiving of its faults, and I'm not. And I also think that is it because I enjoy- now is, is that because you hold the fr- and I'm I'm not trying to disparage you. I'm no, saying, let's, is no, it, let's is get it, into it. Is it because yeah. you hold 
the first one or two Ghostbusters in such reverence that it's just like, this is not the same. I, you don't, you have no, okay. The whole day leading up to seeing this movie, I was like, I felt like I was training. You know, I felt like Mr. Miyagi was with me the whole day. I feel like that's part of your problem. But no, no, no. He was, he was like, when I say that, I, I was training myself the entire day to be like, don't even think about Ghostbusters, like the original Ghostbusters. You're going in to see its own thing. And I really made a valiant effort to write, and I think I did, to write my review as honestly as I could, do, reviewing this movie as its own thing. But look, I'm not, like I said, we're going to put the honesty yarmulkes on tonight. You j- it's called Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, but when you do that, and when you put the title Ghostbusters on there, I have to hold you to a somewhat of a higher standard. Now, look, is this better than a lot of other recent commies I've seen? Yes. Like, I mean, I would ra- I obviously like this more than Central Intelligence and Popstar, you know, those garbage. But, you, but look, you hate those movies, man. You like, just, I feel like anytime you want to like, if you want to reference like a, like, man, a, just, like a political situation, you're like, man, this is better than Central Intelligence or like, man, this whole deflate gate just as bad as Central pop star. You know what I mean? You're just, yeah, I know what you're trying to, you're trying, you're mentioning deflate gate. You're trying to push my buttons, you're trying to get me to rant. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be your dancing monkey here tonight. All right. But what I am going to do I is just, talk I could also mention the two giant Super Bowls that beat the Patriots. I think I do that every podcast. Oh uh, yeah. Cause it's been so rough for Patriot fans recently. Yeah. I guess, you know, I guess we'll really have to celebrate those four Super Bowls, you know, another time, whatever. Look, we're not, we're not here to talk about the greatness of Tom Brady. All right. We're here to talk about Ghostbusters. And I think it goes back to this is that you, you hit the nail on the head. You said see I think see I think you went in with the opposite bias. You went in with lower expectations, which is why I think you like this film more. I went in with slightly higher expectations yeah. because it does hold the name Ghostbusters. And so I think we were both coming in with kind of a a little bit of a you know, a little bit a little bit with cachet, I guess, of how we might be feeling about this film, but I like I, I was, was I was, my, dr- I, was yeah, you know, I was kind of a mix of hope and dread at the same time because like yeah okay I, I was hopeful but at the same time like man I said this could be a dumpster fire but I said at the same time like man this could be funny there's funny people in it and then I I just came down to it. I had a very long day and I walked in that movie theater my wife and I both plopped in a seat we were exhausted and I just said to myself I'm like. All I want this movie to do is entertain me. And I can tell you that outside of that opening scene sequence, which you didn't like, um, it, it, I, the first half hour didn't do much for me. Like when the they, Kristen Wiig stuff was, was not good. Oh uh, no, it but was, it was trying, she was, was trying so hard to make those first couple of scenes. I, I could best tell part her of, face yeah. and her energy. Yeah. She was, she knew that she got crap to work with. And I think that's part of where the frustration comes in with me is that, I think you could have made a really great Ghostbusters film with this cast. But I think part of my frustration is that it's compl- there were so many wasted opportunities. I mean, okay, you know what? You Let's actually get to Melissa McCarthy here because you, you said something. She, you kind of felt like she was deep-toothed, right? Oh, there's, and if this was a rated R movie, it would have exactly, been so yeah, much better. Exactly. And I just want to read, you know, with Paul, with Paul Feig and with Melissa McCarthy – here are the three movies that they've collaborated on. 
Bridesmaids, The Heat, and Spy. And you've already said it, but what do those three movies have in common, Bill? Um, a former Rutgers alum, Katie Dibble, wrote all of them. Okay, what else do they have in common? <laughs> Rated R. Oh, I have a funny story about yeah. the writer, so that's why. Yes. I'll tell later. Yes, they are, they, they are rated R. And there were times when I was watching, and Melissa McCarthy was fine. I mean, I think, you know, she did she did what she could with the character, but I thought she was one of the weaker char- written characters. Or she didn't, just didn't get a lot of material. But you could tell there were times where she was about to go into one of those classic vintage Melissa McCarthy rants, right? But yeah, she I think it was short. like the one time, once, once, I think the one time with the soup, the one time with Bill, yeah, yeah. with Bill Murray, I think yep. she was about to unleash. And then there was another time, I can't remember off the top of my head, there was another time she was just about to go into it. And I was just like, ah, oh, I said, like, I bet you there's, I bet you there's like, imagine if there was an R rated DVD that came out. Instead of like well, a, a six and a half hour the- Batman movie, we get like an R rated. <laughs> I know. I just like busting your balls. A six, really? I'm, dude. I'm gonna watch it. I, I haven't seen it, so um, an R-rated Ghostbusters movie. I would love to see the R-rated take on this movie. And for I, th- I think for a PG-13 movie, this was a pretty, in terms of lang- language, this was pretty sanitary. Like this whole this, movie, this could have been PG. And I said this in my review, and it's unfortunate because I think you're right. If if they were if if Paul was able to make this as a rated R movie. I actually think he could have made a pretty damn good comedy here. But this was uh, – there was no doubt in my mind watching this movie. This was made for kids. I think this is more of a kids movie. I mean you yeah, could just – it is. It's just – especially with some of the way the special effects were handled and I think some of the camaraderie among the actresses. Um, these characters were very – you know, they weren't very cynical at all. I mean they were very happy-go-lucky in the chem- – and I look, the chemistry worked among the actresses. And look, that's fine. Like if you know, if you know, it's because they want to sell merchandise and whatever. But I just think, you know, speaking from my perspective, I mean, I have to rate the movie as I see it, and it. I think it watered down Melissa McCarthy. I think she, as much as I like her comedy, I don't think she was right for this role because she works better in the rated R world. As do I. As does Paul Feig. So I think that really hurt them. And I, I also want to say this, and with Leslie Jones, can you agree with me that they gave her absolute garbage in terms of dialogue? And it just – all it did was she just screamed her lines in the second half. That's all she did. At times, yeah. I think – I'm trying to – I think there was at times where they, they kind of – they um, I thought she had some really good moments in this. I thought the part where she was with the mannequin – like that was that was cool, and I liked her reactions towards all of it. I think at times they, it was kind of the pro- I think with her it was kind of the problems we had with that first trailer. That I think you and I maybe had talked about either on a podcast or just over email or in person or on the right. phone or something. They just relied on the panic button for her. It's like, oh, what does she know how to do? Well, okay, just do that. Um, and it didn't bother me as much. Um, I felt like you could have done a lot more with her, but then again, it's just like hell of a lot more she's funny i've seen her be hilarious and i think it's another i just think it was another wasted opportunity i think that's where my frustration is coming in is that you know i i I just feel like if they spent like a a few more months working on this script this movie also came in under something really special yeah here's well maybe not okay so let me throw this out there originally in an interview paul feig said Feig said that it was a four-hour and 15-minute original cut. 
this what? Ghostbusters? Dude, every movie is like the most movies run in it. Like, Seems a little excessive. Okay, so let's go to the opposite extreme. This movie clocked in at under two hours. Yeah, I think if you had made this a two hour plus movie, two hours fifteen minutes, two hours twenty minutes, you're not Ugh. okay. Well, it was already drawn out. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, for me it wasn't. But I'm just saying, like, you, there was time in there to develop more of the story. I think, and I think they were just, I think this, I think one of the problems was it was just that there were a lot of corporate hands got involved in this and the cuts, like they cut it to a bare bones type thing. And I think if you would have given it that extra 15, 20 minutes, I think you would have got a little bit better movie. I think people always use that excuse. If this movie just had another 15, it's not, if it had another 15 minutes, is that there's nothing wrong with the time here? It said if you made the material better. No, I'm thinking in what you had. I, I, I think. I, well, I think there was a lot of stuff that we're talking about. Like there's missed opportunities. Stuff wasn't allowed to 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 develop. Like I felt like we needed a little more of the the friction between Kristen Wiig and, and Melissa McCarthy. And I think they cut that down to make it a digestible kids movie. The hour and fifty six minutes. If you had made that a longer movie, you would have got a you would have got a little bit of a better sense of these characters. I think, and I know maybe that's a cop out, but I'm just saying we're talking about how we just detooth most McCarthy with a PG thirteen rating. Well, we cut this on. You know, this is a summer movie. Summer movies are longer by nature. This is a summer popcorn blockbuster. You know. Yeah, but it's also a comedy, and comedies yeah, but it's, tend to it's not more be very good when they when they reach that two hour mark. I mean, that's I mean, you want like that an hour and forty minutes. That's the sweet and that's spot. What, yeah, that's and what I, the first one was. I'm looking. I'm said, looking at the other. And, I'm looking at what the other ones were. That's why. And you know, you said you liked the story in this. I, I thought the story was total garbage. I didn't. I don't even. Know, I don't know the actor who played. I forget the actor who played the villain. He was totally mailing it in, and they spent way too much time with him. You know, you're saying yeah, like if you really, had like you know I didn't 15 more minutes. That much time on that he was in a lot of scenes i'm telling you yeah and but he was just, saying he, like i think if they diverted time away from him and focused more on the actual ghostbusters given them more you know given them better material given them funnier stuff to work with it could have been better i mean look the original ghostbusters i mean i'm sorry i'm gonna make a comparison to the original ghostbusters you know shoot me but like you know it was not about the villains at all or anything it was about the chemistry of those four guys and rick moranis and um annie potts you know, we didn't care about all these other side characters. And I feel like this movie was cluttered with all these just not funny side characters. I don't care. Like, why is Andy Garcia in this movie? He served no purpose. His assistant, the, the I don't I forget strong. who the actress wasn't funny at all. Uh, totally I disagree. Way. I disagree. Uh, come on. She was, she was what was funny, funny about her? Oh, the, come on. The one line where she's like saying, she's like, you're doing a great job. You know, thanks for keeping under wraps. You're doing a terrible job at it. Like she, that's, that's like, yeah. I've seen her do characters like that before. Cecily Strong, I think is extremely funny on Saturday Night Live. And no, I thought she had a good character here. I thought her lines were very dry and very funny. I, I thought she, I thought she did a good job. She played the heel assistant, I mean, she wasn't as over the top as William Atherton, or she wasn't over the top as the guy in Ghostbusters Two, who's a was a tremendous '80s character actor. I mean, I no, I dug her. I thought it was funny. I mean, if you want to talk about dumbass moments, I mean, let's talk about the stupid Ozzy Osbourne ca- cameo. That was friggin' Ew, oh, why? Why? I, I just 
what is, was does Ozzy Osbourne have some kind of connection to Ghostbusters, or is it just the fact that hey, he, it's Ozzy Osbourne? You know, he kind of looks like a spooky guy. I mean, that, was, it, did it, he just walk by the set one day? Is, it, cameos like that really drive me crazy. It's just especially say, since it's such a dated joke. Yeah, like who's talking about Ozzy Osbourne these days? Uh, except for his divorce, I mean, but no one cares about. I that. mean, look, I mean, I I would have hated it if they had a Kardashian in there, but at least it would have made more sense. It would have been more topical. I mean, it, it just. But okay, speaking of cameos, all right, you like this movie more than me, but please, I'm begging you. I'm on my knees, Bill. Agree with me that the Bill Murray cameo sucked, please. It was no, I don't think it was as terrible as the Ozzy Osbourne character cameo. Um, Ozzy cameo was just forced in there beyond belief. I mean, so fine. I'll agree with you there, but the Bill Murray, he looked like he did not want to be there. He, and again, it, he was playing the type of character where they were making more meta jokes, you know, saying like, Oh, you really, it was some kind of line of, Oh, so you're really catching ghostbusters, you know, prove it. Like, you know, he's being the stingy, you know, online fanboy, And it's just like, Oh, I don't want to see this. And he was just, he was just playing this really odd character who just kind of came out of nowhere and then he just jumps out a window and that's it. That's the Bill Murray cameo. Well, first off, he, didn't, so he, stupid. he didn't jump out a window. A giant green dragon threw him out the window. So we got Oh, have... that's right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, the, the CGI on that dragon was I was pretty damn good. Um the effects were fine. I mean, yeah, it got. Uh, like, I mean, like all summer movies, it got. It was a CGI fest in the last but, act. But it could have been. You know, could have been fine. It could have been crap, though. Um, no, nah, could. We could have seen. You know, we've seen worse in major movies. Um, did I? I didn't hate the Bill Murray cameo. I know. You, <sighs> I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. I mean, did I think it was like drop down? You know, hilarious. No, but I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was the worst it, worst part of the movie. I thought it was it was fine for what it was. He was playing this kind of snarky douchebag, and he he got the job done. I mean, do okay. So here's the thing: do, he mailed it in. I mean, come oh, on. Okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, listen, this wasn't a tour de force from Bill Murray. Um, here's my question: I'll pose this in a different manner. <laughs> did we need? And you kind of touched upon it already. Did we need? These cameos. No, not at all. You didn't need the cameos. Okay. You didn't need the Stay right. Puffed Marshmallow Man. No, you I didn't like need that. the Ecto One looking the exact. This is what I'm talking. This, this okay, is part okay. of my problem. Okay, so okay, so I I know where you're going with this. Yep. But if they didn't do that, would they have been okay? Take remove yourself from it for a second. Uh, if, all right. If they didn't do that, this movie would have got like railed upon even more i think no i i disagree because here's okay, okay because i'm telling you where this is coming from it's right, go for it and this is this is where studio executives sometimes are so out of touch with what people want it's yes i know what they're trying to do they're like you need to do this you need to do this because we have to please the old school fans okay number one you don't need to do that because all these old school fans who are probably fans are, of ghostbusters they're all anyway. going no, they're all going to go see it. That's the thing is they're all going to go buy their tickets. They're going to whine and complain all day long online, but they're all going to see it because it's called Ghostbusters and it's like it's an obsession. They just they have to go. That's how it works with a lot of these, you know, franchise movies. Now, they're probably not going to go back for repeat viewings, but they're just going to go so they can purposely go and complain about the movie. 
And you, so why do you have to force feed all these images from the original movie to distract us and take us out of the movie so you can market it to people who are going to go see it anyway? That makes no sense to me. And it's the way they did it. It's just you, – because you can tell it was just half-assed decisions made in the boardroom. Oh, yeah, have Annie Potts say, what do you want? Yeah, don't like that. Yeah, yeah Here's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. They're not funny. And for someone who – yes, I love the original Ghostbusters, but I was willing to give – I was willing to look at this as I should on its own. But it's really hard for me to look at this movie on its own when they're constantly shoving – references to the old movie in my face. You should have just removed all that stuff and just let it be its own thing. It takes you out of the movie and it was distracting. I hated it all. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and address them one at a time. Go ahead. Okay. So we, we've talked about Bill Murray. We disagree on that. I mean, okay. You hated it. I didn't mind it. Okay. Trust me. I didn't love it. Dan Aykroyd. You you mentioned If he, I, okay, if he had said, I, if he had, they had admitted the line, omitted, oh God, omitted the line, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I think that would it would have been, been it, it would have been more tolerable. Yeah, I think it would have been a great, it would have been a fun cameo. Ernie Hudson at the end, Ernie. Okay, he's the one guy. He worked. He worked. He worked. Sigourney Weaver. Okay, so this was interesting. So I, I, actually, I thought I liked that I, cameo a lot. I didn't even – so I have to be totally honest with you guys. I I must have missed – like I didn't notice her cameo. Can you tell me where she showed up in the film? Because this oh, totally – okay. So here's the question. Did you stay – This totally did you stay over to, my head. Did you stay after the credits? Oh, it's an after – you got to be kidding. No, 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 no. Hold on. How, how long when, – what did – when did you leave the theater? When the, when the credits come on, that to me is the movie's over. I hate oh, all this. New, man. I hate this new oh, like we're gonna God. do stuff during Am, the credits. That's, there was so that. much happened during. The I credits. know that's what I heard. I hate that when the credits come on. So you know, okay. I've got to go to the bathroom here. You know, I don't. I hate staying for credit scenes. I it just when the credits come on, that's pi- the gonna, signal. The movie's gonna, over. I am going to piss you off so much now. Um, go ahead. So there's a scene where they're like, "Hey, everybody!" They're like, "So." Uh, she shows up in one of the like the pre-credits scene. It's like like the, the credits start rolling and then like they cut in and there's a scene with like. Do you see the part where they go to the roof of uh or or did you? Oh jeez, what what's the last scene that you saw? Like I walked out like on the first scene they showed during the credits. Okay, you have to tell me what that is. I might. I, I I don't I I I don't even remember. Okay, so very, so you saw I the okay so you saw the Ernie, so you saw the Ernie Hudson cameo. Oh yeah, that well that was uh, and that was in, yes, was that yes. were they at the firehouse then or no? Yeah, they like the movie ends with Ernie Hudson basically coming up to the firehouse. Okay, yeah, yeah. So oh on. yeah, and Kate McKinnon's like, I, I get the second floor. You can't call a floor, and she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's floor. like the last. Yeah, yeah okay, like last, okay. So then yeah. they're in the they're in the they're in the firehouse, and then like Kevin's answering the phone, and then yeah. he he actually just mumbles some stuff. He's like, look, I'm saying stuff like you. And there's like they end it with like uh, they go to the roof and like there's all these like lit up things that says like I heart Ghostbusters or thank you Ghostbusters like lit up on some of the buildings, um, you know cheesy New York ending. And then they do, um, then it's like they cut in and then there's like they're asking like just like Kate McKinnon's just making crazy shit and one of them is like a bear trap that closes and she's like yeah this is a you know she's like this is my new invention. 
and they're talking about stuff, and she's like, all of a sudden, you just hear, like, a noise, and they're like, who's that? And she's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is my mentor, Dr., I can't remember what the heck her name is, and here comes Sigourney Weaver with, like, the U, with, like, the same pendant that she was wearing, and she looks all kind of crazy and stuff like that, just like Kate McKinnon, and, like, they just basically have a little, nice little back and forth, and she's like, She's like, do you have, uh, they were, because they were looking at the containment unit, and she's like, oh, do you have, um, do you have a, a, a safety light? And Kate McKenna's like, safety lights are for dudes. And she's like, you're right, safety lights are for dudes. And she high five, like, awkwardly high fives Sigourney Weaver, and Sigourney Weaver deadpan. She's like, don't ever do that to me again. And it was, it was a, it was a funny scene. Uh, and yeah, th- I'm not going to lose sleep over missing this. I just, that's good. It's no, nice no, no, to know no. that, that so, they say oh, okay. a lot of good stuff during the credits. Oh, yeah. So here's where I'm going to make you really, really mad. Do you want to hear it? I, go ahead. Okay, so remember the, how they had the tape they're listening to? And just like the fart joke? Um, <laughs> which I thought Kate McKinnon's line was like, what happens if I told you it came from the front? And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they made that joke. Um so Leslie Jones is listening to it. And she's like, guys, I have something. And they're like, what is it? She's like, does the name Zool sound familiar to any of you? And they're all like, Zool? Mm, never heard of it. And then it cuts to black. Why would you think this would make me up? See, I'm glad I missed this stuff. It's just more, it's just more force feeding original. That's references. why I thought you would hate when I told you that you're like, what the uh, fuck? N- like, well, no, I'm actually, now I actually feel better that I didn't have to sit through that garbage. It's again, and look, it's just, this is just a movie thing for me. You know, when the credits come on, the movie's over. I'm so – I mean if you want to do bloopers, like fine. But I, I'm just so sick of this like let's do more scenes during credits. When the credits come on, your movie ends. But whatever. Let's keep, let's keep going back to addressing these one by one. But I will tell you why I like the Ernie Hudson cameo is because his cameo wasn't Ghostbusters. It, was, it wasn't tied to anything. Exactly. It wasn't Ghostbuster centric. Like, oh, like that's kind of a nice, like, little funny twist. Like, he's actually the uncle who loaned them the car. So that was good. Yeah, that's why Dan Aykroyd running by saying, I ain't afraid of no ghosts, which made me want to puke. So that one was fine. That's like this. uh, That's why you would like the Sigourney Weaver character. It had literally nothing to do with Ghostbusters. It was just like she was there, she was playing a character. So uh, she didn't show up in the real movie. So, okay. So I wasn't going crazy. Okay. okay. So uh, I'll ask you about this theory that was going around too, that it's tied to Scorny Weaver. How would you have felt if um, Chris Hemsworth was actually her son in the movie? Like he was Oscar. I, I would have been really pissed because then now this is tied to the Ghostbusters canon. Okay. So we'll get, and we're going to get to that. When we come to market, uh, yeah, marketing, so is there like theorizing going on that it actually is? No, no, no. That was just a, that was just thrown out way long ago when they didn't know anything about his character. Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that was a theory. Um, Annie Potts, you did not like it. Annie Potts, I, I didn't like. I mean, there was nothing wrong with Annie Potts herself, but it, it was. I mean, look, it's the same reason why I didn't like Dan Aykroyd's cameo. It's because it's saying it's just forcing another line in there that I love from the original movie is what do you want? Like, I love that line. And that's why, that's what really frustrated me about this film is because again, I've said this a hundred times, but great, do your own thing. Be your own ghostbusters. No issue with that. But then why are you constantly reminding us of a better movie? Basically, that's my problem. It's like, yes, you're right. Wow. I remember that line from the first one. I wish I was at home watching the first one. 
So again, it's just there's, there's no clever setup for it. It was literally, to me, in my opinion, it was literally just some studio executive saying Annie Potts is going to be in this movie and she's going to say this line because we need to appease the Ghostbuster fans. It's the worst kind of movie making. And to me, it just speaks to, you know, it's just let's just make this movie for money, which I know it's a business. You know, you make all movies to make money, but there's no reason to do that. You know, it's not in the what do you want? It's not in the marketing. So you're not trying to sell people on that line. You've already got them in the theater. Why do you have to do that? It's just so forced and hackneyed. The one the one reference I kind of liked was with Slimer. Not at first. I mean, he just shows up and he's eating. It's like, yeah, I I remember Slimer from the original. Again, do your own thing, please. Why is Slimer here? But but he has been like such a part of every part of every Ghostbuster thing ever. Well, like, make it then do your own Slimer. Like make a new like oh my like you know all the you know heaven forbid actually write some of your original like write an original character that could be like Slimer, like they did with oh I don't know Star Wars when they created BB-8. Wow, imagine that. So again, but 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 actually, it's funny I say that because in a way. This new Ghostbusters did that because I actually did find the female Slimer kind of funny. Yes, and, I did. Yeah. And the reason I like that is because that was something new. It was actually doing its own thing. But imagine which, if you just imagine if you just had that female Slimer though. That would have been that would have been like. Oh, I actually think that would have been really funny. It's honestly, like oh no, no here's why it would have worked because yeah. he's okay that's true but here's why it would have worked for me is because when they're when they see the the ghost eating all the hot dogs and everything you don't see him yet but oh gee i wonder if that's gonna be slimer oh look at that it's slimer but if this but if the slimer had came had popped out and it was the female slimer that would have been hilarious because it's funny and you also don't expect it so i think if they just totally cut out the original slimer and then just put in the female one that would have worked that's what i'm talking about if you're going to do a new Ghostbusters, do your own thing. Stop tying yourself to the original. I will say this, though. I- I'd be open to a sequel with this movie, which I have a feeling it's probably going to get. Oh, man. Um, that's, that's hmm. So, like... Box been, Office I've, is doing decently. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're, like, they're saying it's probably going to become in number two. And that... That was expected. That was expected. And but it is Paul uh, Paul Feige and Melissa McCarthy's biggest opening ever. But they're saying the studios are like we definitely want to see like the box office across the the pond is where this movie needs to make the money because they you they sunk a lot of money into this movie and it's only like I think they sunk 140 into it and it's making which, wasn't, which is not that exorbitant when you compare it to other comparatively no boxes. I'm sure Independence Day is like shit I wish we made it for that much <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah, that movie's taking on the chin. Oof, yeah, that was, that's a, that's a conversation for end of summer podcast. Put Definitely. a bookmark in. Oh no, don't, don't worry. Um, yeah, and I thought um, you know, so really, I think there should be a sequel. And I think here's the thing: they're going to learn their lessons. I think. Yes, I, don't think I think this was the prime thing. The, the old one, the primer. Like they're like, okay, we got it out of the way. I feel like some that's some of it too. I feel like the creators like we have to get this out of the way, and I feel like if you make the smart like um, Simon Pegg does this a lot of his stuff. Like if you would um, like, uh, it's a little wink, a little nod, a little little note here or there. That, By the way, new Star Trek movie getting great reviews. Everyone can't wait for it. Um, and um, 
And, and so I'm just like, I think with the second one, they'll be like, oh, so what did everyone love? Oh, shit, the cast. Let's give them more stuff to do. And then, yes. and, uh, in fact, what they really should do is, I actually, I really liked the plot of the ley lines and how they discovered everything. I thought that was cool. I liked how they figured it out. Um, I liked their interaction with the bad guy. I liked them. Yeah. I, no, no, no. Their, you know, whatever. I know you didn't like that. I get, I get what you're saying. You're, you're, you're I like how because they of the became, cast. They the became, acting I, I, yeah, I like how they were the Ghostbusters. They were their own team. I didn't. I never once thought about when they were together. I never once thought about the the, the original four. You know what I mean? Um, now here's you know what's one cameo? It's a quasi. It's not really a cameo actually. The one little nod I really liked. It was the bust of Egon Spengler when uh, Charles Dance walks into Kristen Wiig's office. I thought that was cool. Here's why I didn't mind that either is because – no, and you're right. It's, it's, you're, a, you're, it's a wink. It's a nod to – it's yes, a nod to – It's not shoved in your face. Uh, yeah. I th- and I think that's – that's it's show, don't tell. And I think like that's why Ernie Hudson worked. To me, that's why Annie Potts – Annie Potts, you were going to get that. And I kind of appreciated uh-huh. that. Okay, Hey, we're going to disagree on that. Um, like I said, if you would cut that line from Dan Aykroyd, it would have been fine. Um, well, you know, Bill Murray, we're not going to agree on – but that's fine. We don't have to agree on everything. Uh, we're friends, people. We, we, Dan and I, we like each other. It's okay. Well, I don't know. You're trying to upset me about the flake gate, and you're trying to push my buttons on Batman v but, Superman. Listen, I don't know sometimes. Well, listen. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't bust your balls. That's my dad's theory. If I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't goad you just a little bit, you know. Well, I speaking would care. of speaking of agreeing, though, I think one thing that we can agree with is, you know, I think we're kind of we have some disagreements about the Force references, but. I think, like me, you would agree with me that the meta-ness of dumb. referencing the internet, the internet YouTube haters, was just dumb. Everything. Just- see, uh, see when they, when they, the line killed it. When they were reference, okay. When they were referencing, no, 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 it killed it in a bad way. I'm saying when they were like looking at message boards and they were looking at stuff like, oh, this is what. People, you know, everything there was fine, but I was dreading what was coming. And then they said that line. You're like, shut up. You don't need to say that line. It's so stupid. Don't say that line. Um, if you had just, we get it. You don't have to tell that joke. Like, we understand. Uh, you know, and I feel like it was a joke that they reshot after they saw the reaction to the oh, first uh, trailer. And that, to me, is bad filmmaking. Without a doubt. Uh, Stop hey. a I mean, don't even make reference to these ass bags. Yeah. Just forget about. It. So let's talk about the thing we both liked. I think I think we've been we've we've been disagreeing on a lot of stuff, which is hey, this is what people do. Let's talk about the person who, in my opinion, is the next person to now leave Saturday Night Live to go in to be a major leading actress, and that's Kate McKinnon. She yep. was this entire movie to me. Um, she was part Egon part Ray and part Peter all wrapped into one. And I'm not convinced they wrote a single line for her. I feel like she just was like, I'm going to make up everything. I'm just going to do what I want. And that wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, everything she did and that character could have been a disaster, but everything she did was like perfect from the time she bit the uh, Pringle during the first ghostbuster scene. She's like, yeah, you try, uh, resisting these salty parabellas to her final fight with the two guns she pulls out. She was convincing in everything she did. I almost, I said this in my review, 
I almost want to recommend the movie just because of her. She is a comedic revelation in this. And Bill, you're right. And this is what I said also in my opening is that it's a hard role to play too. Like, and I, I mean, I, 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 you're, you're saying like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't write anything for her. I would say, I, I think that they, the, the writers probably got the soul of the character in there, but Kate sure. McKinnon probably did add a lot of her lines. So whatever. But I, but you're right. I mean, she brought such an energy and like childlike spirit to this movie, but it was hilarious. Every time she was on screen, you're just glued to her. And I told you, like, the second half of this movie, I was, like, really checked out. I was didn't care about the story. The jokes weren't hitting for me. But every time she popped up on screen, I perked up. And it's a shame. It's such a shame that this great character is, I'm sorry, she's wasted in this forgettable movie. And I said this, it's, I really wish they did a Ghostbusters 3 with the original cast handing it over to new Ghostbusters and she was one of those new Ghostbusters. I really would have liked to have seen her interact with the older Ghostbusters. Uh, I, I just think that she was – because she's at that level. I mean that's the thing I'm talking about is that with all these – even though the cast had a great chemistry and they were all very likable, she was the only character who was really memorable for me. And I can't even believe – the stuff that she was able to pull off. It's, it was such a hard performance and yes, she's going to be leaving Saturday night live. And I just, I pray that we don't, I pray that she doesn't get overexposed, you know, cause like I want her to Zach really succeed. Syndrome? Oh God. Yeah. Or even, well, I don't think Melissa McCarthy is that overexposed. I think she's doing okay. Um, but yeah, right, cause, yeah, yeah. Cause we, we had like Melissa McCarthy is like, okay, she, because I feel like for her, it's like almost she has to keep proving with every movie that no, no, guys, she's she's a bankable star. Like it's, it's oh yeah, I mean with bank- the boss, I mean she did pretty well with the boss. I think that made a pretty decent amount of change. But so. like Zach Galifianakis went like, oh my god, that guy's so weird in The Hangover. Let's have him be weird in a million other movies, doing the same exact thing. But Unless, you know what's going to work for Kate McKinnon is that she's not I like that think- all the time. No, I think she's going to have a lot of um, versatility. But also, you just look at the character of um, Holtzman in this movie, is that that's like, you can't repeat that. I mean, that's not, you're not going to be able to write a character like that in another movie. Like, with the Zach Galifianakis and the Hangover, like, we've seen that character a hundred times. Like, yeah. it's just it's just the man-child weirdo. We, we've seen that, you know, all throughout history with comedy. This is... And that's what I really liked about this movie is that she was a totally original creation. I would agree with that. I do think she's a mix of those three Ghostbusters that you said, but totally her own character. Oh, absolutely. And but with the but with the other three characters, they were just generic cliches, and they gave them nothing to work with. And I'll just say this: you know, there's been a lot of controversy about ah, you just you know, people aren't going to like this because it's all female Ghostbusters, and you know, people are just being sexist. Blah 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 blah. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'll tell you right now. You know, I wasn't thrilled with this movie. Think it was passable, as we've talked about. But I'm telling you, if this movie, if it was the same script and it starred Seth Rogen, James Franco, Kevin Hart, I think and, it you know, and 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 Andy Samberg, I would have pro- I would have put a proton accelerator in my mouth and blown my brains out in the movie theater. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful that they got this cast that was able to really just take the dregs here from this script and elevate to something that was, you know, okay. Um, unfortunately, they, we, like we talked about, just kind of the forced references 
and some of the, you know, the YouTube commenter scenes for me was enough to really bring my rating down. But look, if you had a if you had a worse cast, I mean, this could have been an here, absolute disaster. And here's the other part of it. Remember, we were, we were talking about comedy clicks who were supposed to be in this movie. Yeah. It would have been their type of movie. Oh, this is another Seth Rogen, pothead, you know, frat boy movie. You know, this is another Ben Stiller's crazy. I mean, those guys were able to change you up with Chavoc Thunder, but like, oh, this would have been another Will Ferrell movie. This like, would have uh, been- I'm seeing Ghost Man. Yeah. Uh, I'm Seth Rogen. Uh, I'm funny. Uh. It's a pretty good impersonation, I gotta tell you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, I actually like some Seth Rogen movies, but like, oh, please. Although, there's some that he's funny in. Um, you ever see 50 50? It was our, it was it was okay. He, was pretty, pretty I, good. I, he he brought the movie down though. <laughs> so uh, at times he did, at times he didn't. Well, uh, I'm hoping for I'm hoping for sausage fest uh, for sausage. Oh, fest. that could yeah. be awesome, or it yeah. could be the worst thing ever. Um, we'll talk but that's what I think I, I I liked, and that's my hope with this movie making money is I want it to be like people to see like okay, hey, these are four women who carried a major movie that had major weight behind it. Let's, you know, let's let all these stupid, and let's get into it, these stupid arguments, let's just end it. You know, let's just end why, oh, the women in the movie, stop. Yeah, right. They made their yeah. movie, they elevated, yeah. they elevated what could have been a better script, I'll admit that, it could have been a better, it could have been a much better script, but they made this movie, to me, they, the four of them, and I don't think anyone else could have made this movie as enjoyable to me as those four. Uh, and, and you know what? If you replace Melissa McCarthy, who are you going to replace her with? Or if you replace Leslie, who are you going to replace her with? They would have not had that chemistry. Uh, and, and I think that speaks volumes to them as actresses. And I think we have to – it speaks volumes to the people who were blindly shitting on this movie to stop it. Just stop Absolutely. it. Absolutely. To, to the people on Reddit, more. to people who were on Reddit trying to block positive reviews, I, I heard about that. To people who were who <laughs> and, were and hoping hadn't even seen and hadn't even seen the movie yet. Just like stop. First off, I, I, you want my truth hat on? I'm going to put my my Irish my Irish cap on of truth right We've now. We've got them on. Yeah, let's, let's do it. There are so many terrible things in this world happening right now, especially within the last two weeks. This is a fucking movie. Stop it. I understand if you love Ghostbusters, if you grew up and this is your favorite movie of all time. Hey, guess what? Point Break, which, by the way, thank you, whoever wrote that reference in the movie. I was very happy about that. Um, I love they referencing the remake? Or no, no, no. They refer- no, remember they're talking about the Patrick <laughs> Now Spain I'm movie. trying to push your buttons. Oh, oh yeah. But go ahead. It's just like, I didn't want to see, like, people were like, you don't see the Point Break movie? I'm not going to see that. It looks like crap. I'm not going to go watch it. Did I did I block it? Did I say no one could review it on our site? Well, no one did because it came out on Christmas Day, um, so which is such a weird time to release that movie. Um, you know, I, 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 if someone wanted to review it or someone wanted to write about it, I don't care. Go ahead, write about it. If someone wants to go see it, I'm not going to tell you not to go see it. I'm not going to spend my money to see it. That's just me. Okay, that's Bill Bodkin. You know, I, I, I don't wish ill upon anyone who was in that movie, anyone who created that movie, anyone who directed that movie. It's a goddamn movie. There are people dying in all over the world from terrorist attacks. There's political unrest. It's a movie. Don't care this much about a movie. Care about well, things right. that matter. That's that's my thing. So um, that's, I, I get a little too serious there. But I'm just saying. No, it's fine. I, I But now, okay, everything you say is right. 
Now, here's where I'm just going to – yes. Obviously. You could be passionate There's, about a movie. I get that. I mean, look, we, we write for well, – this is a pop culture site, you know, and Ghostbusters is the pop culture topic right now. So, look, we're, we're talking about it, and yeah, I'm going to criticize it because I don't like it that much. Now, it obviously goes without saying that, yes – we know there are things going on in the world that, you know, this may, it makes this look like the toy store. I mean, yeah. we get that. But, uh, you know, look, I, I'll, I'll say this. You know, let's – and we're, we're, we're diving into the, the, all the hoopla surrounding about the movie now. And that's fine. And you are right, Bill. And, but I just want to say this. I think, there's, I, I think there's things that are annoying me about this on both sides of the spectrum, though. Oh, yes. It goes, yes. Without, it goes without saying – that the people who are – yes, there are the sexists out there who are saying, I'm not seeing a girl Ghostbusters. That's stupid. And I'm going to just give the movie a bad rating uh, be, and I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, they're ruining my childhood. And yes, obviously all the people who are you know, tweeting at Patton Oswalt, you know, pictures of, of the guy's you know, dead wife because he liked the movie. Terrible. Are you I mean, fucking serious? Is, yeah. He's like, my, uh, he's like my favorite comedian. Happened. I almost cried that's when happened. I re- – Jesus Christ, what is wrong but, with people? And yes, it goes without saying that those are the people who are scum of the earth and screw them. Why are we even paying attention to those people? So yes, we can agree there. Now, what I am going to say, though, is that there is another side of the spectrum that I don't like either. And it's the other side that's guilting people into liking this movie. And that's wrong. Because there are people like me who have, I'm sorry, legitimate criticisms with the movie, and I don't like it for movie reasons, okay? And that's okay, too. And it's also okay to say to yourself, you know what? Ghostbusters is really important to me, and I'm and the trailers, because what's the job of a trailer? Is to get you to see the movie, okay? That is the job of a trailer. And you know what? If you're someone who says... I like Ghostbusters a lot. It's really important to me, and the trailers haven't proven that this is going to be a good movie. I'm not going to see it, and that's fine. That's totally fine. You Absolutely. Don't have to see it. Absolutely. But don't – now, it, it, it's wrong to not see it and then talk trash about it. That's wrong. But I do think that they're – you know, it's not like the reviews for this are great, but they're good. And I have no doubt that most of the people who like the movie like the movie. That's great. But I'm sorry, there are critics out there who I think went into this movie with their their mind made up. They were going to love it no matter what. They just want to stick it to the haters, okay? And I just want to read – and this is just a couple of review headlines if you don't mind, Bill. Um, oh, can I read you a funny Pat Oswalt tweet first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This is uh, in reference to Chris Christie not being named Trump's vice president. Okay. Springsteen's The River plays. Chris Christie reaches for the vanilla Oreos, pauses, looks in the mirror, punches mirror, eat or eats Oreos, weeps. That's just, no, no, first no, off, no, I'm from no, New Jersey, no and that's that's huh. that's uh, that's so good because <laughs> I live in New Jersey, and it's just oh god, what a Chris Christie's a douche. I uh, I loved Patton Oswalt's guest appearance on Parks and Rec. That was really funny. Oh, the um, the writer of this of Ghostbusters was a Parks and Rec writer for a long time. I, that's right. I read that. So, well, that's just kind of more of my disappointment then. Come on. You're a Parks and Rec writer. You can do better stuff than this. But whatever. We're getting off topic here. Anyway. Because I do want to read – like I said, there, there's, yeah, a few, there, there's a few reviewers out there and this is a guy and ugh, I'm going to give him credit, which I don't like. But, you don't have you know, to. I'm, you can just say – you I'm, can just read it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him his due here. But, you know, Devin Faraci from Birth Movies Death, who I'm not a big fan of. This is his headline, okay? Oh, is that the article Ghost- I sent you and you got really pissed yeah. about it? Okay, cool. Yes, Thanks. it is. I'm, I am not a fan of this guy. But here's his, here's his headline. Ghostbusters Review. Bad news for the Ghost Bros. 
Now, when you write a headline like that for your review, you cannot convince me that he went in not with a biased opinion. That was a and, and like I do I know this for a fact. No, all I can do here is give you Dan Cohen's opinion. No, but you kind, of, you kind of did know that because he wrote a whole article about how uh, bashing people who were like if you didn't like this trailer, you're you know. <laughs> Yeah, and this goes back to the whole controversy, you know, do you, um, you know, did you fall, do you know who James Rolfe is? Um, yes, he's, um, he's, no, he's, he's known as, uh, DJ, uh, he's DJ Prime out of the Jersey Shore. Shout out to my boy. No, I'm sorry. No, he's the angry video game nerd, right? <laughs> right, and just folded, like, I'm a, I've actually been a huge fan of that guy. Like, well, I've seen him, years. yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's actually had a huge influence on how I look at movies. So I have a lot of respect for him. And he, and this is what I was talking about earlier. He did this very thoughtful, like really great video about how he's not going to go see the new Ghostbusters. And he never once made reference to the fact that he's not going to see it because it's all females. He just said, I don't think this movie looks funny and I'm the Ghostbusters are kind of important to me and I just don't think the movie looks good and I'm not going to see it. And this is the kind of thing like he should be commended for that because I think this is even though you like the movie and, you know, people are going to go see it and that's great. But I think that if the trailer doesn't look good, it's totally justifiable not to go see it because of that. And then, you know, this guy, Devin Faraci, called him out and basically said, like, oh, there's subconscious sexism going on with him. And that, to me, is the other evil on the other side of the spectrum. Okay, and there are other just reviews like his that I'm seeing where uh, there's here. Here's another one from MTV News. The Ghostbusters reboot is finally here, ready to put the past and the haters behind it. Again, that's another person who just wants to love the movie so she can stick it to the haters because there are people it's also, who it's also clickbait headlines, so. Yeah, I know, and I get that, but it's just it's it's again, it's what I guess I'm trying to say with this is that there's obnoxious elements going on on both sides of the spectrum. The sexist people, the people who are giving this a bad review on IMDb without seeing it, they're scum. The other people on the other side are also very annoying because they're trying to guilt you into liking this movie and it's okay not to like it for movie reasons. And so it's just – I'm just so – there is just so much hyperbole going on all over the place with well, this Well, you know, and sadly, unfortunately, this movie is reflecting a time we live in. You know, it's just like we – you know, yeah. you, you and I can't have a conversation. You know, oh, I'm sorry. You and I are having a conversation right now. Yes. People don't want to have that. It's just like they want to be the 10-year-old sports fan who is just like, my team's right. You know, like, okay, when I was a 10-year-old New York Giants fan, the Dallas Cowboys were terrible. Everyone stunk on their team. I didn't like the Cowboys. Uh, if I, I am professional football fan Bill Bodkin now, I'm still a diehard New York Giants fan. And that's not a knock on the Patriots. Uh, listen, I've watched plenty of Patriots playoff games where they cheated. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <sighs> trust me, they kicked the crap out of the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seahawks deserve to lose that game. Um, anyway, it, but I can't – okay, we'll take the Patriots, for example. I don't hate the Patriots, but if I'm going to sit there and say during the Super Bowl, I hate the Patriots, the Patriots stink. Really, really, the Patriots stink. You're, I'm going to sit there and say Rob Gronkowski stinks. I'm going to sit there and say Tom Brady stinks. No, stop it. Stop it. 
you have to see the other side, You're, even if you don't agree. Dan, I don't agree with you on certain aspects of this movie. I don't think you're stupid. I'm not going to shout over you and tell you you're a moron for not agreeing with me. I'm not going to say you're a sexist because you didn't like this movie, when in fact, the reason you actually like this movie is the four women in this movie. Uh, you nope. know, See, that's the thing. No one wants to have a, a fucking conversation anymore. Everyone wants just to shout their own opinions that they're right. And social media fuels it, and you know that's why social media really gets to me sometimes. And you're right; social it's not media just with go- fuels it like ninety five percent. Because every- and it's not just with Ghostbusters too. It's with, it's with all. It's it it's- was with BVS earlier this year, and it's just you know. I, I don't even get us started. Like the real life stuff I was talking about, it's the same thing. Right. I think one of the biggest problems with this movie that turned a lot of people off was that first trailer made it seem like. We're t- this is a sequel. This is Ghostbusters 3. Not this is Ghostbusters uh, uh, the reboot. That was like saying... Right. Th- this would be like saying, oh, uh, Casino Royale is the sequel to... Just because I can't remember the name of the last friggin' Bond movie. Uh, before that, Goldeneye. You know, that's the sequel to that. No, it's not. It's completely different. That's like saying The Bourne Legacy is the sequel to The Bourne Identity. Or, well, it's the prequel, I guess, but whatever. Bad idea. Bad hold on, actually, can I just uh, – now, hold on a minute. Now, with Goldeneye, you know, not to get too far track here, wasn't the Pierce Brosnan Bond a continuation of the other Bond movies, though? Am uh, I wrong about that? No, I'm saying that like the Daniel Craig movie was the oh, exact yes, sequel was of Goldeneye. Yes. I, I, no, I, I no. can't remember. I think it was like Same that. director, though. Maybe I, I I'm sorry I can't no, remember. I think I'm pretty sure the guy who directed Goldeneye directed um, Casino Royale as well, and he also directed Green Lantern. I think. Oh well, one of these movies isn't like the other. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep talking. So and so so up. the first. So if you watch that, first, remember the beginning of the first trailer is like thirty years ago, a group of scientists and like they not true by the way. Exactly. They, it was. It was for. Well, they said thirty years ago, four scientists, scientists. and Winston was not a scientist. No, he was making eleven five a year. It wasn't worth it. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just watched the other night, so that's how I know. Uh, yes, he did. Uh, Martin Campbell. He did direct it. Who's actually? Wow. He actually directed a whole bunch of really good movies. Like, uh, and he yeah, then he like has Green, like Green Lantern. <laughs> no, a Green Lantern is like the one that really sticks out as like now he's, he's like he hasn't done anything like since he's like he's like been in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everyone kind of wants to forget that. Um, no, but it's just like, it's just like they were directly, and then it cuts to, uh, exactly cuts to a scene, I think, of the, the insignia that's on the subway wall, and then it cuts to the firehouse. And then it's like this whole, like, mishmash of just like, like, they have now taken over the Ghostbusters name, and they're they're the new Ghostbusters because everyone else retired, and everyone's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense, and it's just a hodgepodge of crap. There are no jokes in here, except for we're going to rely on the four weird things that all these actresses do. Melissa McCarthy's going to do some physical comedy. Kristen Wiig's going to kind of mumble to herself. Kate McKinnon, uh, we don't know what you really do, uh, so can you just do something? And Leslie Jones, yell. And that's the trailer. And if you look at the TV spots that are running now, it's like, oh, that's more coherent. It's to the point. Oh, it shows me a little bit of what's happening. Oh, I get what's happening here, that these people are 
they have to become the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters never existed before 2016. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and I, you're I, absolutely right. And, and that, that's why everyone hated it because they marketed so poorly. And I don't get why. And that I think, I think if they hadn't done that in their first trailer and left such a bad taste in uh, people like you in my mouth, that these cameos might not have been as bad as maybe you thought or or come off as poorly because we had such a bad... Yeah, they, they still would have, well, but uh, I see what you're saying, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, Devil's Advocate, maybe not. You know? Uh, because, but, I mean, it, it just, like, they got off on the wrong foot, and I don't think any movie should, like... I commend them for working really hard on these trailers to try and make people interested, and the hype did get there, but, it, but man, they could have really... This could have been a, a monumental disaster because of those trailers. And I'm well, so- you're right about the trailers. I mean, it's it's the and what we have to look at here is that especially in this day and age, man, when you're starting and I know that Ghostbusters it's technically not starting a new franchise, but it really is. Oh, it is. I mean, yes, it's like it's, 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 it's the same as Daniel Craig with James Bond. That rebooting was a brand it. You're rebooting new it. franchise. And you can't and you can't especially in this day and age, you cannot get off on a bad you can't start off on a bad foot. Um because once that first once you decide to release that first material, whether it's some behind the scenes footage, whether maybe even Which, by the way, it's like a poster. So by the know, way, just sidetrack side yeah, a little bit, that, that new Rogue One um behind the scenes stuff. I don't know if you've watched that yet, but holy cow, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm starting to get on board well Oh, I'm so yeah, on board. Yeah, it, that's going to be an inter- that's going to be really interesting. We're um, podcasting the shit out of that one. Oh yeah, it's Star Wars. We've got to. But with the with with these Ghostbuster trailers, I mean, yeah, it was confusing, and that it, it was just really bad marketing. And I don't understand, like you know, these studios. I mean, they hire a lot of really smart people, and you're right, they're working hard on these trailers, and I just it just boggles my mind, like how out of touch you are with how you need to sell the movie. You needed to sell it on the new Ghostbusters. It's it, look, if you want to have the Ghostbusters symbol just to let people know, yes, we're, it's Ghostbusters like fine. But that's it. Like that's all you should have. Don't do this 30 years ago, you know, four scientists saved New York. You're just going to feel you, you know what you're doing, you're fueling the fire of the negative energy that was already surrounding this movie. That first trailer needed to hit the, it hit it out of the park and needed to get people on board. And all it did was turn people off and it started the wave of negativity. But I think where the interesting thing is that it was what I was saying earlier. The movie got to a point where it was being met with so much criticism and so much vitriol that I think it actually might end up helping the film. I mean, look, I – I think if this movie can get to like 50 million ish in the box office, I think that's fine because the budget isn't that big. And I said this in my bold box office predictions when I was doing the, when I was uh, writing about this for, it's not opening. It's not even opening in 4,000 screens, which is odd for a big summer movie. So I don't know. You know, I think the word of mouth has actually been pretty good. Uh, I mean, the cinema score is only a B plus, which isn't great. But every time I go online, I'm seeing like five stars. Like this is actually really good. Um, and I think part of it is actually because people were coming into low expectations, like you were. It's going to be interesting. I, I really, yeah. I think it's going to get a sequel. I, I do. I think it's going to be good enough, and I think hopefully they're going to learn a lot of lessons. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I just read one of our reviewers' letterbox reviews of it. Yeah, they, they, he hated it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, I, 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 yeah, they just marketed it poorly, and I'm really hoping with movie two they get the chance to really market it the right way. They write a great movie, and we get an even better movie because I think well, they know what the strengths are now. They know yeah, what the strengths do. are now. They know what people liked. Um, so I think they're going to be able because I think I think with this movie and look, I I didn't really love it, but I I would give a sequel a chance because like I said, I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, it's just for me the negative aspects really brought it down. But it's so I, funny I, just going through my social media timeline on this, and it's just like every. And it's so crazy. Like every female I know who's like kind of involved in the world of comedy in some respect, like loves the shit out of this movie. And there's like dudes just seemingly hate this movie. I, like, I'm, I no, no, no. I'm, I'm like, like you gave it a five. Like these people are like sucks, you know. And I'm. But just we like, know what that is. It's see, I see. But I these are like fair. A, I don't think it's but a these are like thing going on here. No, it's I just think it's weird. More... It's just weird, you know. I, I think it's more of people just can't get over it that they're pro it's Ghostbusters. I think yeah. that's I think that's the problem. And look, this is coming from someone I the like Ghostbusters. It's probably in my top twenty of all time favorite films. Man, I really man. do hold it in that regard. And so I'm not gonna lie when you approach that type of material. Like I was a little uncomfortable about it. But look, it's either look, it's either you know shit or get off the pot. Either don't see it and then just don't – and then you know you, you can't – but then you can't say anything about it and that's totally respectable. Or if you choose to go see it, you need to give it a chance. And even though I hated the trailers and I had a whirlwind of emotions going into this movie like I do with every movie, I went in, I sat down and I hit the erase button and I just take it in as a movie. And as a movie for me – it's passable. I just think where we really differ, I think we like the same things. And I think we, you I just know, think I, I, think, I just think I like it more than you do. Well, but I, but I think, I just think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. The force, the forcing the old references and also kind of talking to the camera about, Oh yeah. You know, you guys don't like, you're not, you know, you're not giving us a chance because, we're different Ghostbusters and we're the female ghost and constantly making reference to these people who are, you know, giving, giving the movie all these negative comments. Why even, why even paying attention to them? You know, I think that's what upset me the most. And so it's those two elements where I'm kind of like where I could have given this movie a six, six and a half, maybe even a seven. It's those elements that took me right out of the film and really set me off and so, look, it's passable, but at the end of the day, it also goes back to the fact that I think this is the movie where it really hit me where – this is, and this is going to be a conversation I think we should have at our end of the summer podcast. Mm-hmm. But I've always had the philosophy of I don't care if I'm seeing the 85th sequel to something. I don't care if it's a reboot. Hey, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie and I'll be happy. I think I'm reaching the point this summer where – I, I don't feel that way anymore. I, I'm kind of getting sick of all these sequels and all these reboots. Like it, it's really finally starting to hit me. And I think with Ghostbusters, I reached the breaking point where I, I've got to see more original material because yeah, I'm watching I, I think we need to steer, I think that's where we're going to steer and be our final part of this conversation is I, I agree with you, Dan. I, 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 I would have loved to have seen these four women in some, this is what I said in my review. 
I would have loved to have seen this cast in something original. I'm watching this as a Ghostbusters movie, and it's passable. I don't hate it, but it's just kind of like there's no point to this. I have the original. People should just watch the original. This serves no purpose for me. Um, you know, like I, I, I think that is a, we are hitting that tipping point. I think we really it's, and I think the box office is going to start seeing that. I mean, we saw Indi- it, has. it I, has. I mean, Independence Day did. I mean, okay, we're sidetracking, but whatever. Independence Day did not Ninja do Turtles. that well. Uh, Ninja Turtles, I guess, didn't do very well. Um, X Men didn't do great. Uh, it did good, but definitely a disappointment. No, yeah, definitely, definitely not great. Um, and I think there was a couple other sequels possibly that came out that. Hey, I mean, Tarzan didn't do terrible. You know. I can't even we'll bookmark that for the end of the summer. Pod. I but I'm, but I'm saying, you, look what's making money. I mean, Finding Dory. Okay, that was it's that, Pixar. I mean, it's Pixar. It's Pixar. So it was hey, Good Dinosaur didn't do great. Oh, I, I I couldn't get through that movie. Um, it was, you know, it's it's we are hitting to the point where it's just like okay, guys, we need something better. We need something more original and. You know, Paul Paul Feige and Katie Dippold and, you know, Melissa McCarthy, this triumvirate, have created very, I mean, awesome original movies. I like The Heat a lot. I thought it was really funny. Spy, like I said, we've already yep, talked about Nazi Mabai. Great movie. I've, I've probably seen it about 25 times this year. Um, and this, I you know, to me, this could have been a better movie. I don't think the references that the stuff that you had the problem with didn't really bother me as much, um, as much as I wanted to see more. And to me, if I want to see more, and it hasn't affected my overall viewing, that give me another movie of this, which is basically defeats the purpose of everything I just said. But <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, okay, but if okay, but this is a movie where you can have a sequel to. You don't need a sequel twenty years later to Independence Day. Sorry, you don't need that. The and fir- I, and the first movie, I like, I like stands... the movie. I, I liked, I liked Independence did Day Resurgence. No, I didn't. No, you're right. No, I did not. And the same thing with I, Ninja Turtles too. These are movies that I gave good reviews to, and I liked. But at the end of the day, you forget. You're gonna forget about them. But the at the end of the I've year, already, I already have. Yeah, it's like, hey, John Wick was a really fun movie. But what do we need? Yeah. Do we need John Wick too? Like, no. no, you don't. Like, do we need all these sequels? Like, hey, like Ghostbusters is the type of movie that that you know you're gonna get a sequel from. But this other shit, like, I don't. We don't need sequels too. I mean, look, there's staples, there's staples like Star Wars, like, yes, make those all day long. Yeah, and guess guess what? They're already making original movies based off of them, you know, which some were better than others, probably. But, you know, I think we, we, you're, you're, what I want to see is at the end of the day, I want to see this movie do well and to be like, okay, there needs to be, you can put females in the leads of important or expensive movies and, it won't matter anymore that it's a woman in the lead. It's just a movie. And that's what I want to say. I want to see it become... And that's not the reason I like this movie. That's why I want to see it do well. No, I know. I like this movie because I went in, I well, I was skeptical. Um, I wasn't. I didn't convince myself, hey, there's been like the movie Paul. I remember I went to see that with Simon Pegg. I'm a dyed in wool, Simon Pegg, uh, aficionado. Um, I met him in per- I met him once. He's an awesome dude. And I like that. I love that movie when I saw it. But I liked. I loved it because I'm a Simon Pegg guy. I had my agenda. I wanted to love it, and I loved it. 
this movie, I was just like, just entertain me. And you know what? It entertained me. And I had a good time at the theater. So listen, what we're telling you at the end of the day is, I don't think Dan's going to say, like, you should watch this movie. Dan, I don't want to speak for you. But you should watch this movie based off what we said. Try and form your own opinion. And, exactly. And don't be embarrassed of what your opinion is. If you go, if you go see this movie, you go in with an open mind Clean and give slate. it a chance. Clean but, slate. but if you go see the movie and you really just it did didn't work for you for movie reasons, that's okay too. Don't get guilted into liking it. Have your or don't be guilty about for yourself, and don't be guilty about admitting you like it. I'm seeing a lot of people post this like. I mean, whatever. I liked it. So I don't get the hate. Like, you know, why is everyone hate? I, I like. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You like the movie. You like the movie. Um, I love PVS, and I'm not embarrassed to say that. Still gonna, I'm still gonna watch it. So I still, I haven't had my opinion. I just like busting your balls about it. Um, so listen. So that's what we're saying. Go out and see it in the theater. Go see it on, D, you know, when it comes on demand or Blu-ray or DVD. If somehow it comes on VHS tape or Laserdisc and you want to rent it, go for it. Um, because that would be pointless, but why not? So, Dan, I think we uh, I think we explored a lot of territory, a lot of emotion here. I think you're now a new Chris Hemsworth fan. No, no, I did not say that. Dude. I said he was I, – I was expecting a train wreck and he was passable. Let's not go crazy. But what photo did you think he would look better more as a doctor as? The one with the saxophone to his mouth or one without? I I think that Channing Tatum would have sold that line a lot better. Yeah, he would That's have. That's right. Too bad he had to make Magic Mike too. Uh, original content, people. Okay, so Dan, where can people uh, – by the way, if you want to read Dan Cohen's uh, review of this film, uh, look in the post that you clicked on from popbreak.com and you'll see his link in there. It's very eloquent. It's to the point. It's super fair and you'll get all of Dan's points, which he basically re- made here already, but you can see it in review form. So Dan, where can people um, call you a misogynist on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can go ahead and do that at D Cohen Writer. Okay. Yep. Yep, go ahead and tell me how wrong I am or agree with me. Come on, agree with me. You know, it's a uh, and look, yeah, it's just like like we talked about, you know, just think for yourself and uh tell me what you think. D Cohen Writer. Yeah, and if you just want to call me a douche nozzle fanboy or um or you think, hey, what a nice guy this is, and he's got a handsome beard. You could tweet me at Bodkin Writes, but you should always go to at popbreak.com on Twitter for all our stories that we tweet out, which is like so redundant for me to sing. Or you can always go to pop-break.com. Every single day we've got brand new stories ranging from movie reviews to stuff about wrestling, music, television, you name it, we write about it. And we are on Facebook forward slash popbreak.com and Instagram when we do update it at popbreakofficial. So uh, Dan Cohen's not afraid of any ghosts out there in L.A. I'm not afraid of any ghosts here in South Amboy. I'm not afraid of any ghosts, but I am afraid of the absolute heat wave that is taking place right now. I am sweating like hell, so I've got to get the hell out of here. I've lost at least five pounds doing this podcast, so (laughs) it is very hot in New Jersey as well. So for uh, Dan Cohen, I'm Bill Bodkin saying we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to stop this. I think that went well.